Well, good morning to each one of you. Welcome to the visitors. Glad to have you here with us. Trust we can worship the Lord this morning, even with a smaller group. I know I was blessed by the singing. A few songs I wasn't familiar with, but they were still blessings. Well, this morning, the subject I'd like to consider is um, maybe it's a little different. Not sure. Um, maybe I should say the purpose of what I'd like to talk about this morning would be to help us t- or to build our faith in God and to help us to trust in Him through life. Uh, the title for this meditation I would call Divine Appointments. And one thought I'd like us to consider as we start here, or a question for you to think about, as we, as you and I go about our daily activities, the situations we face, or the circumstances that we may come across throughout our day, are those random chance, or are those divinely orchestrated by God? Or maybe some both. I'm not sure I have all the answers to that. But I have a passage I'd like to read out of 1 Samuel chapter 9. I think this is a, a familiar account to us. But it really stood out to me as I read through here. Uh, so I'll just read through it once and I'll come back and bring out some points out of here. First Samuel chapter 9, we'll begin reading in verse 1. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Ebel, the son of Zehor, the son of Bekorath, the son of Aphet, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man, and was goodly, and there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward he was higher than any any of the people. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to to Saul his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. And he passed through the Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalish, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalim. I didn't think about all these names very well. And there were they and there they were not, the asses they were looking for. And he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they found them not. And when they were coming to the land of Zupa, Paul said to his servant that was with him, Come. Let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought for us. And he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he saith surely cometh surely to pass. Now let us go thither, peradventure he can show us our way that we should go. Then said Saul to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, 
and there is not present not a present to bring the man of God. What have we? And the servant answered, Saul again said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver that will I give to the man of God to tell us our way. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, thus he spake, Come and let us go to the seer, for he that now, is, for he that now called a prophet was before time called a seer. Then said Paul to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went unto the city where the man of God was. And as they went up the hill to the city, they found young maidens going out to draw water, and said unto them, Is the seer here? And they answered them and said, He is. Behold, he is before you. Make haste now, for he came today to the city, for there is a sacrifice of the people today in the high place. As soon as ye be come unto the city, ye shall straightway find him, before he go up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat till he come, because he doth bless the sacrifice, and afterwards they eat that be bidden. Now therefore get you up, for about this time ye shall find him. And they went up into the city, and when they were come into the city, behold, Samuel came out against them for to go up to the high place. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before, Samuel came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint, anoint him to be the captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hands of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry has come unto me. And when Samuel, Saul, when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold the man whom I spake unto thee of. This same shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for ye shall eat with me today and tomorrow. I will let thee go and tell thee all that is in thine heart. And as for thine asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on thee and on all thy father's house? And I think we know, know the account there, how Saul then, uh, Samuel anointed Saul to be king, and all that transpired after that. But I thought this was fascinating, as I read through this passage, all the things that had to fall in, fell, fell in place for this account to have played out this way. So I pulled out nine things in here that had to have happened for this all to have um, worked out. First one we see in verse 3, and there might be more, not sure. First one we see in verse 3, that the ashes, the asses of Kish's father were lost, and so Kish sends his sons all out to go seek them, and one of the servants. So there we see maybe the first bit of divine intervention here. And then the second one we see in verse um, 4, that as they were out looking, they didn't find them. And I'm not quite sure how much land they were covering here, but we see later that it, was, it took them about three days. So apparently they were covering some pretty good area looking for these asses, and they found them not. 
And the third thing we see in verse 5, um, Saul sort of gives up and says, come let us return back home. Uh, and then actually verse Yeah, verse 6, the servant replies and says, Behold, now there is a city, in this city is a man of God. So apparently, and all they're traveling around looking for these asses, just so happened when they decided to go home, you might say just so happened, they were right close to this city of God, or the city where there's a man of God. Uh, next thing we see, fourth one, is they didn't have anything so I was like, we don't have anything to give this man for his help, the prophet. And the servant says, behold, here I have at hand the fourth part of a piece of silver. And it's just, you know, you had to wonder, did that servant, when he left home, you know, a couple of days before, did he, was God directing him to put that money in his pocket? Or not sure what to think. Uh, fifth one, um, divine intervention we might see, is that Saul agrees. He says, well said, come let us go. So they go up to the city. Uh, the sixth one, they, as they're coming up to the city, they found young maidens who knew exactly where to find Samuel and when to find him. And they say, Behold, he is before thee, make haste now. So they go up to the city, and the seventh thing we see, Samuel comes out of the city to meet them, or came out against them, for to go up to the high place. So the timing was just absolutely perfect. They're coming up to the city, he's coming out to go up to the high place. And then eighth, we see that God had knew this all, all before the day before he had told Samuel that he's going to send him a man, a man out of the land of Benjamin. In verse uh, 16 we see this. And then we see the next thing we see is Saul drew near to Samuel. So apparently he's walking up to the city. Samuel's coming out. And uh, Saul walks up to him and says, Tell me, I pray thee, where this year's house is. And Samuel's like, I am the seer. So just very um, fascinating as we get a, can see a glimpse of how um, God was in each step of this um, way. And there's like, I guess I should say, um, I'm firm believer, you might say, in um, free choice of man, or free will of man. So I'm not exactly sure how this all plays out. But I do know that from this account, we can see that sometimes God directs us, God brings things into our lives for a specific reason, for a specific outcome. And I don't, I don't know all the answers to how that, how that works out. But it's beautiful to see it happening here. <clears throat> and then God also took care of the asses. He says that were the ones who were lost three days ago, set not their mind on them, for they are found. So everything 
was perfectly in order here. So that got me to thinking, how often do we face things in our life that may seem insignificant or um, maybe they seem major to us? Say we lose something, something important to us, like here they lost their asses. And we tend to become impatient, maybe annoyed, worried, depending how important of a thing this was. And don't even stop to consider that possibly God is bringing this for a specific reason. And there may be something we can gain or learn from this. Maybe he's bringing a person into our life. I have a couple of verses in Philippians I'd like to read. About Paul. Uh, Philippians 1 verse 12. Paul's writing. But I would have you understand brethren. That the things which happened unto me. Have fallen out rather to the furtherance of the gospel. So that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the places. And in. Uh, Sorry, my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So here we see that Paul was able, I believe, to see exactly the benefits or the outcome of circumstances that he was facing. But... I would say many times we probably can't see that. We probably don't understand why we're facing things in our life, maybe even insignificant things that might be major. But God has a reason for each one of those things. I was I was reading in Galatians Didn't necessarily have this in my notes very well. See if I can find it. So what I guess I mentioned faith at the beginning. I believe as we face, as I considered this story and how God can um, bring things into our life and orchestrate them for his divine purpose, it does something in my heart as I consider things I might face. It gives me faith that God has everything everything in control. He has a plan for everything. And we can trust in him and need to walk by faith. And I know faith is a whole different topic, but I was as I was reading in Galatians chapter three. It's talking about um, various things, I guess. In verse 2, it says, Are you so foolish, having begun the spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? And having suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain, he that therefore ministereth, verse 5, 
to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doth he by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Even as, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Uh, so as I was reading over this and thinking about Abraham, and how he walked by faith, sort of going back to um, God bringing circumstances into our life, I was a little curious, how long was Abraham walking by faith that we would consider his journey that we... So I went back into Genesis and looked it up, and it's 100 years. About exactly 100 years, he left his father's house at 75 years old, and he died when he was 175. So we have a 100-year span where he walked by faith. And we know, you know many of the things he faced that we would, were major things where we could see his faith where he trusted God to, um, for that he would bring back his son Isaac when he was offering him. Um, he tr- he believed God that he would raise up um, a seed after him. But I was thinking about what all the what about all those all those other times in that hundred years that we don't hear about, where it was just Abraham going through each day, doing what God had said, and that was walking by faith. And it's the little things, I believe, that give us faith. Having faith as we go through little things through each day gives us faith when we face a bigger test. I guess is where I was trying to go with that. I was just... I considered a hundred years that Abraham was walking by faith without ever seeing many of the things that were promised him. It's amazing to think about. So I guess what I would like to leave with you is that um, everything we face. Okay, I'm not quite sure. I was trying to think of this through, you know, there's is every little detail of our life completely under God's control? I don't have an answer for that. But I do know that many times I believe God brings specific things into our life to test us and to grow our faith in him. And let's just make sure we um, walk by faith through those things and trust God for everything. May God bless you with that.